Good morning. I want to share with you about uh, the book of James, chapter 3, verses 13 through the 17th, and verse 18th. And it has to do with, with wisdom. So let me read the whole scripture, okay? And then we get to it. It says this. Who is wise? Who is a who, who is a wise man? Endued with knowledge among you. It's a question mark. In other words, who in the midst of you have wisdom? Knowledge of a good conversation. Let him show out of a good conversation. And meekness of wisdom. Hmm, that, what is that? Meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Meaning, if you have bitterness and envy and strife in your heart, which is deeper, you can have in your mind for a day or so, but when it's a long time, envy and strife remains. It's simply uh, it's calling attention that it's a most serious problem. This wisdom descends not from above. Meaning, <coughs> your thinking process <coughs> about something that you feel strong about it, is, is wacky. If you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. So this will descends not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devil. It comes from the devil. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above and there are seven of these things here, pure, peaceful, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Well, this is a, a loaded scripture, really, my goodness gracious. And, and the fruit of righteousness is shown in peace to them who make peace. So let's just chew it before we begin to teach. Chew it and see what is, what is he talking about. In other words, is there someone among you with knowledge, a wise man with knowledge, which is a good thing. Wise, wise is wisdom. Knowledge is, is understanding of what you're up against. The way to find this person in, in the midst of you is by a conversation. Let him, let him his works with meekness of wisdom. So, in order to verify if you have wisdom or not, James is saying that you must have good, a good conduct. I don't know what good conduct is. You know, I mean, you just follow the law. You stop at traffic lights. Uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you, you don't uh, buy the wrong thing at Walmart instead of... Uh, you know, full of fat and greasy food. That's conduct and wisdom. Uh, uh, you, can, you can name it all, all kinds of things over here. But the way to prove that is, is by good works, good conduct. Instead of boldly, bold, rash, and arrogant, the difference is that there's a meekness and a tenderness about you. Jesus demonstrated this 
uh, in a verse of Scripture in Matthew eleven twenty two. Listen to this verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in, in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is, is the, the picture of someone gentle and tender and humble in heart. And if you're going to find rest for your souls, follow after him in the way he did things. You remember verse uh, 3, 9, you know, verse uh, James 3, verse 9. Remember it says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's image. In other words, the tongue is so double-minded that it does both have blessings and curses. So, James continues his study of the tongue, understanding how you respond with the tongue doing blessing and doing curse at the same time. And he says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by, by his good life and by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. There's a lot of things. Let's think humility that comes from wisdom is it, a mouthful. And I can tell you just a little bit of it. It has to do a wisdom type that is not mindset or intellectual. You understand? It's not something that you learn. It's something that God reveals to you and produces humility that is sincere. I went this weekend to visit Frank Appel and Frankie in, in a place called uh, Sandersville. And I tell you, uh, Frank has a humility that's very gentle, very tender. You know, he's our Frank teacher for Fridays. You know, and uh, we call him Friday Frank. And, uh, and, and he, he has a tenderness about him these days because he spends a lot of time with the Lord. So get it? Let's take a look. Uh, done in humility that comes from wisdom. Done in humility that comes from wisdom. So the wisdom of God affects how you behave, how you do things. Does that we agree agree together here? It makes sense that the wisdom of God is something that you display in your works. But the wisdom of God that you learn from God, revelation from God, causes you to be humble in a sense that is perfect, pure. Amen? Okay, now. So let's take a look at this. James talked about Faith without works is dead. That's his point of view. And remember our teacher for Thursday, uh, Dr. Eugene Thomas, said something about uh, uh, that uh, Martin Luther, you know, the, the priest uh, in, in, in Germany, put on the walls of the church in Gutenberg uh, a 95 theses. And one of them was faith, salvation by faith. In faith alone. And so Martin Luther didn't like James at all. Because James comes to the idea that faith without works is dead. And so in this book you, you, you begin to understand, book of James, is that he wants you to display your faith in acts of ministry, acts of life. It's not just have the faith, but get, do something about it. Okay, You actually do something to help somebody else. And so... Uh, 
works must be done in humility that comes from wisdom. So, let's go to verse 14 because the thought continues. It says, But if you harbor bitterness and envy and selfish ambition in your heart, meaning you, you begin to boast in your heart, you harbor anger, bitterness, resentment towards somebody else. He says, If you harbor, do not boast about it or deny the truth. In other words, the Holy Spirit says you have strife and envy that, 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 that you feel strong about other people and about other situations. Okay? And, and you don't feel good about it. Uh, and He is saying, don't boast about this. Uh, don't deny the truth. Receive the truth. Yes, I, I do have this little problem uh, with Sister Jane. And when she comes in the room, it makes me sick. I, I just don't like Sister Jane. She just prays kind of weird, different. And uh, she just jerks, jerks, and she does things that I, I don't, don't like. I don't know where she brought that from. <laughs> uh, I met a street man this weekend. His name is Phil Wallace. And uh, when he prays for people, he just he does a little jerk, you know. And I love that, okay, uh, because it shows it shows simplicity. It shows you know, uh, it shows gentleness. It shows sweetness in in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's eighty some years old, so I'm not going to question his jerking. Okay, all all that I'm saying to you is that a lot of people who are free. People that are bound up and just don't—I just don't feel good about them. Okay, okay. So here it is. Do not boast or deny that in fact you have envy and strife. Such wisdom does not come from heaven. So now it places the wisdom that we're talking about here that we want as something spiritual. In other words, in order for you to somehow make good decisions in life, you can't depend on what other people think and what they say to you. There's a lot of false prophecy there. Uh, uh, James is saying that in order to tame the tongue, which is relational, you know, is relational. Taming the tongue, uh, only human beings talk to human beings. I've never seen a human being talking to a tree or to a telephone pole. So it is human. It's human interaction, okay? He's saying in order to tame the tongue, which is relational, you understand? You don't talk to a, to a bee. You don't talk. <laughs> People have been talking to dogs lately, you know? I'm on television and, and, and they say, Joe, how are you? And he moves the pot, Paul. So people are talking to dogs, but it is a relational situation. You must have humility in your works. Humility is created by the wisdom that God gives. That's, that's the phrase that, that I've been trying to get to here. Humility that is created by wisdom. Whatever wisdom means, what... You want to finish this, John? Humility created by wisdom. It's exactly. You got that right. You got that right, John. So, 
when you boast, you are denying the truth. And the Holy Spirit can't heal you because you don't receive the counsel. You know what you know what James says, the brother of Jesus says, he says, It's earthly, unspiritual, and not the devil. <laughs> That's a very nice introduction of how he feels, doesn't it? <laughs> In other words, earthly and unspiritual and of the devil. Boasting is earthly, of the devil. So to boast of your wisdom is virtually lying against the truth. Now, verse, uh, I have 18 minutes to sort of uh, finish up this, this Bible Look at these verses. But I want you to look at your Bible, verse 17. Because, because verse 17 is loaded. There are seven things on verse 17 that help us to understand pure. By the way, uh, when, when, when James says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Okay, the first one out of the seven is spiritual toward God. The other six is relational toward human beings. I want you to see that as we go. Pure is something related to, to, to God, sanctified, holy. The rest of it is defining wisdom. Don't you want to have wisdom? You know, you know I, I, many years ago, many years ago, I was coming down from, uh, from uh, the north over here on 441, and a guy was just behind me about to touch my bumper. And so I stopped on the side of the road, and when he got out of the car, I got on my car and went home because he was 6'5", 250 pounds. <laughs> I, just, I had a shock of wisdom, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to talk to him. He can just break my arm, but uh, there are moments in life where you, you wish you'd had wisdom. You didn't do the wrong thing. You know, there's a place in Athens. It's all you can eat downtown Athens. But when you begin, when you see how much fat is in that piece of pork, you, you just automatically you want to go home. Because you'll feel my, my veins with uh, 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 impediments, and, uh, and it was shortened my life. Now, here's another example. I went into a restaurant where it's all-you-can-eat type of food. It's in Sandersville, downtown Sandersville. And I saw them buy the most bright pieces of chicken. All of them were glittering with grease. Beautiful, okay? Every vegetable had, every vegetable had, had bacon in it. And so I'm watching Mary Lucy say, you know, she's just pulling my, my shirt, you know, say, let's get out of here, let's get out of here. Well, suddenly I noticed that the people from the church, about eight or nine of them, were taking me out to eat. And, of course, Frank Appel did that. But I began to taste the food. It was delicious, okay? It was wonderful. But I took small portions. And I chose vegetables that didn't have the bacon in it. I don't know the effect of bacon on your veins, but it must be not good at all. 
Now that came from the Lord and from my wife. <laughs> my used to be Mary Lucy wife. So let me ask you this. Do you want wisdom? Do you need wisdom in your life to make a decision? I need it every day. I got to have it. Okay? Because of so, much, so many things is happening right now in, in our ministry. You know, we're going to Timbote, Peru. Where do we go uh, when we get to Timbote, we get to Puta? Do we have a bus that can take about 25 or 30 people? Uh, do we have a contract? Do we have a contract for the hotel? Uh, how, how many, how much is going to cost? And, and how are we going to pay this? And, and the preachers that are coming from everywhere to be a part of that conference in Peru. And, uh, and, uh, and how, 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 what I'm going to say. You see, I have to make small decisions, like hundreds of them in my mind about what I do. And then John has to make about another 20,000 decisions. And, and, of course, Jason is working on Turkey and Israel. And there's 50,000 decisions to be made as you get on the phone to begin to talk to people and, and, do, and do reservations. So we, we need wisdom from God as to how we're going to do this. Amen. So let's read verse 17. And I want you to pay attention to these seven things. It says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. John 15, 26. When the comforters come, whom I will send to you, that's Jesus saying, from the Father. So let's repeat. When the comforter comes, the Father is going to give Jesus uh, the comforter. And the comforter, and Jesus is going to give the comforter to you. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's go by three hands. First the Father, second by Jesus, and you the third to receive it. Even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, He shall testify of me. And so pure means truth. Pure truth. John 15, 26. It is holy, sanctified. That is the number one foundation and principle when you talk about wisdom. That earthly wisdom anybody can get, but spiritual wisdom from above is hard to receive. It's not everyone that gets. Because, see, you need to know that there is a possibility you can get some. When you never know the word, you make decisions. You know, uh, uh, I remember in the early days when my kids are growing up and all begin to drive. Rick and Sammy and Sandy, they all begin to drive. I have to buy cars for them. And, uh, you know, uh, and of course, you know, the first car that you buy for your children should be a chalapa. That's the name of uh, how Sammy would describe that big old Ford station wagon that weighed at 300 pounds. Anybody that hit him would not win, period. You know, we're all insured. And, uh, and we looked at that car as if, as if it's not a car that he... And when the kids saw the car, they said, Dad, Dad, that's a shalapa. Dad, that's a terrible car. Said, I'm going to park in high school way in the back. I don't want anybody to see me inside of that car. When you crank it, there was a cloud of witnesses, white cloud of witnesses coming out of the, the back of the car. The next thing that happens is that Rick 
is hit by a drunk driver. And he was saved from death by that big old shalapa. It was the right decision. Instead of fine, small little car to save gas, buy some, some car that... <laughs> because there will be, there will be some sh- shakes. There will be some, 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 some fender benders, they call it. Okay. Good decisions. Okay. It's pure. Now, number two. The wisdom that God gives is second, is gentle. What do you mean? You know, all of us have personalities. You know, if you look at me in a good day, I'm running 80 miles an hour and just, and just let's get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done, bang, 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 uh, all over the world were so, so, so overwhelming that after it was over, I came home and slept three or four days. These days are different days because because I, I, I have some gentleness as I begin to minister to people. And some days I'm just all over you. but not, not, I, In other words, I don't have the wisdom of God every single day uh, and a gentleness. I'm, I'm just a heart. 24-7 worker. I, I just love the Lord. I want to get the job done for Him. And uh, But some days I, I, I get gentle, tender, right? I don't hear a single person say yes. Okay, so, so anyway, what it means? It means forbearing, making allowances to others, lenient toward neighbors. Yes. I have done that. I don't have. I don't have done. I haven't done perfect gentleness, but I've been nice to neighbors. Oh, I have stories to tell you. How 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 difficult that has been. Gentleness, tenderness. Third, easy to be entreated. What the word that means? Easy to be entreated. What does it mean? It's easily persuaded. When you when you uh, go to a restaurant with you, uh, uh, and you tell, let's go somewhere else, I go. In other words, if that pleases you, I eat anything, which is really not good for me. But not harsh. Not harsh. Okay? We decide on lunch by asking Emily what she want to eat. But now and then, Emily simply says, I don't care, I don't care, whatever it is. Now, John, I say, John, what do you want to eat? I don't care. It's okay. And then I'll choose uh, the place down at Atlanta Highway uh, called uh, Strickland. And John says, no, 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 no. Why John has a problem with Strickland? Because of the fat. It's all over. I mean, you can see it bubbling through the, through the actual food coming out. The same. I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. And so, easy to be entreated. In terms of relationship that is lasting, you know, uh, uh, there's a couple that just got married in our ministry. And so the young man came to me yesterday and said, uh, I have a, I'm having a problem, a discussion with my wife, and I'm not doing too well. And we disagree. And he said, uh, 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 I, I don't like the furniture that she wants to buy. 
I said, uh, just listen, uh, brother, let me show you here my the third principle, the uh, wisdom. Number one, it's from God, pure. Second, you've got to be gentle. And third, it's her house. Easy to be entreated means let her deal with the house. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the house. Stop trying to be the furniture buyer. It's her house. You just live there. You rent. And, and, and of course, she looked at me kind of puzzled and said, you sure about this? You know, she's going to buy a car, a, 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 a sofa full of flowers. <laughs> if you have this furniture that looks like an office business, her house is full of flowers. She loves flowers. There's a young lady in our ministry that we love so much. Her name is uh, Brittany Shoebridge. And Brittany came to be an intern for us many years ago. And, uh, and she painted the bedroom, the bathroom, yellow. Didn't ask permission. And put butterflies everywhere. And I, and I, <laughs> I thought, so I was going to tell her and chew her neck, but I said, forget it. She thinks this is her house. Now, if you come to RBM and you go to the ladies' bathroom, you're going to see it. It's got butterflies everywhere. How can you have a bathroom yellow with butterflies? It's easy to be entreated. Okay, you just simply just... She painted the kitchen too. Yellow. And, and then Cindy came as our financial secretary and she painted dark blue the background in her office without even talking to me. Just, just, nah, she just came on the weekend and paid, bought new furniture, bought curtains, made like her house. So, should I interfere and say, this is an office and I will tell the color of the wall. Well, uh, he left kind of a sad but, but glad. After he realizes that uh, he was about to make a big mistake and caused a mar- marital problem by not allowing his wife to buy a couch full of roses. All right. Easy to be entreated. Five more minutes. Put on your clock. Five more minutes and I'm through. Let me see. Yep, five more minutes. Okay, here we go. Number four, full of mercy. That's what wisdom of God is, full of mercy. To be to a desperate friend, to someone in hard times, someone that is suffering. Someone that is, uh, I, I carry, I carry dollars in my pocket because if I see some, some uh, servant, army personnel, or somebody out of horrible, out of shape, asking for money, I just open my window and whistle, and I give a dollar. I just decided that I'm not going to deny nobody. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to exercise mercy because mercy. Let me, let me. Let me tell you uh, a story. An old, a tall man from the hills of uh, Santa Barbara, Brazil, where our mission is, stopped me on the street. He was black and bulky, tall, six feet five. And he said, Mr. Bonfim, thank you so much for helping my children with food. I don't know how to thank you. My job, I have a terrible job, and I'm the only provider, and I have four children. And, uh, and you, you send food for my children. I want to thank you today. And, and, I, and, 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 and he said, what? And he said, if you need any help to dispose of anybody, just tell me. And I thought to myself, 
He is asking me to actually kill somebody for me. You know, I, I, oh, that shocked me. And so I said, brother, let me pray for you. And so I prayed for him and we talked about not doing that because it's wrong and all of that. Do you know what it takes to talk to a man who kills for a living? You've got to have some mercy in your heart. You've got to sort of explain. Look, I'm, I was born in 1944. This, 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 this generation that is, is we're living today is uh, very angry. And the reason why is because of the music. Their music stinks. What in the heck happened to the violin? What happened to good old drum and guitar sweetly and, and singing? Where are the singers? Everybody's rapping about, I don't understand a single word these guys are saying. I, I, know, I don't even know. And there are a thousand people with their telephones yelling and screaming as the greatest thing in the world. I've got to extend mercy to the rappers. It's hard to do it because I don't like it. Oh, but you're old. Yes, fine, I'm old. But I, I, I'm not a rapper. I don't like rapper. I don't want to understand rapper. I want some violin. Okay, good. All right, full of mercy. Good fruits. Now, good fruits is your personal life in relation to others that lasts because wisdom from God is seeing something through that you have done in your life to bless them. All right? Good fruits. Without partiality. That's what James is saying. No respect of persons. No, uh, no wavering. Without partiality. In other words, you do to the blacks, to whites, to the, to the Mexicans. And, uh, and of course, you know, we're loaded with Mexicans everywhere. I mean, you've got to watch. Walmart has more Mexicans than, than, than Americans now, than blacks. It's all over. You know, hundreds of them, you know, just with their children. And the food is changing now because the Mexican food is... So I'm trying some Mexican food, you know. Tacos and chilenos and tacayas and totoyas and botayas, you know. I'm buying some of that to see how, how it tastes. And, uh, and I'm adjusting without partiality. I want to taste and see. And I've been listening to Mexican music, which is wonderful. Okay? I mean, I mean those trumpets are glorious. Without partiality. Number seven, without hypocrisy. Without re- deceiving others. Mercy without dis- dissemination. Dissemination is, is practice to deceive. To take that from somebody what's not yours. Without hypocrisy. Being something that you're not. Well, I hope that you'll be able to get some of that in your life. And have the wisdom of God that surpasses all understanding. And the Lord bless you today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. See you later. Bye-bye. Hoje a minha alma foi em mim o aroma de Jesus.
شجی شراب